Right, okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Mm. 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 Two flipping months ago, we're so sorry by the way, <laughs> Scott got sweaty and steamy over Nelly's Hot in Here, but he kept Kylie as his series winner. What a cliffhanger Liam left us on dropping sugar babes for Christina Milian. Welcome to the Naughtiest Naughty Podcast. Scott and Liam here going through every single top 10 single of the Naughty's decade and deciding whether it's good enough to kind of take an episode winner status each week. Uh, and then if it is, it goes head to head with our ongoing series winner. So yeah, at the moment, Christina Millian and Kylie taking it for the decade in a happy place. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because it's been so long I've actually forgotten what the format of this show is. Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I know. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, it's so nice to hear you say those words again. You've apologised for two flipping months and yeah. if I hadn't have just been constantly sick one sickness oh, after the same. next. After the, and I didn't get COVID. All no. of this and I haven't had COVID. Uh, it might have been four weeks, mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't panned out like that. No. So, uh, sorry. And I had one good week where <laughs> I got a weekend. So I had an actual weekend where um, I didn't have to sit in bed all day. Mm. And I didn't have to just blow my nose incessantly and mm-hmm. take headache tablets. And that was a good one. And I was thinking, that's great because next week, if I feel good, I've got an award ceremony. I'll be good. And mm. I was sick for that. too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not panning out well. Take a multivitamin, Scott. Less yeah. saturated fat. Yeah. You know, something else. I feel, I feel like that's been the vibe of everyone. I think like this, this last few months... It's just been strange for everyone I've spoken to. Everyone yeah. my age group is realizing that 25, 26 is a is a it's terrible it's terrible. Yeah. Um we're all, you know, post well not even post COVID, it's still COVID happening. It's yeah. just we've we've been kind of tricked into making it feel like it's gone, but it hasn't. Yeah. Um and, I, and there's this new super cold thing going around that we've both had and everyone everyone I know's had, family have had, colleagues have had. Yeah. I've been in work loads because everyone's had this super cold thing. So it's nice to get back to just talking about pop music for yeah. a change. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up actually because people were like, and oh, there's this cold, and I was like, Oh, that's fine. I have cold all of the time especially oh, well, like yeah. three. I was not expecting to actually be completely flattened by a cold mm-hmm. to the point where then I was paranoid that I'd got COVID yeah. um, and then you know having a cold and I was doing two lateral flows a day for mm-hmm. work because I still had to go to work even though I was pearly mm-hmm. um, I ended up being so so pearly after like luckily I was flattened on the Saturday, Sunday and the Monday, which mm. are days that I don't work. Um, so by the Tuesday, I was still in bits, but managed to get to work. But I'd done so many lateral flow tests, even with a cold and a bunged up nose. When I rang the doctors and was like, I've lost my sense of smell. My PCR is <laughs> negative. He said, you can lose your sense of smell from a cold properly. And I was like, can you? Is it not just from having a blocked nose? And he was like, no, really, you can't. Mm. Um, and he said, if, if your mucus goes really green, let me know and I'll give Ooh. you some antibiotics. And I was like, I'm there. And then I got some <laughs> antibiotics that day, took one before I went to bed. And woke up the next morning and could smell everything. Amazing. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, I'd given myself a sinus infection from so many lateral flow mm-hmm. tests. And then I was a bit worried that I was going up a bit deep. You know what they say, stop yeah, and feel yeah, resistance. Yeah. I think I might be going in a bit too high. I, I know what Isn't you mean. Weird? Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank God for science. I know, you yeah. Know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've, I've been assured <laughs> I've been assured by friends who've had COVID that COVID's way worse than the super cold that we've had. Yeah. It was still horrible though, wasn't it? It was I just didn't Minging. expect to I didn't expect to not be able to get up out of the bed from a cold. 
Yeah. The colds are colds are things that, you know, I still think people go into work with because historically I kind of had done, have mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. And then if I've seen somebody have one, I'm like, right, I'll just get that now. Uh, but I work in a university too. So straight from the cold to freshest flu, yeah. to tonsillitis. Oh, it was great crack. Yeah, lovely. Well, yeah. That's, that's a nice start of the show, isn't it? Talk about mucus and yeah. um, sinus infections. Yeah. Um, what have we missed since the last episode? But that was back oh. in August. There's been all of that stuff. There's, I mean, there's been, uh, you've, you've got your radio station is now kind of... Is up and about, isn't Has it? That it's happened on that space it's, of time. It's on the app. Is it on DAB soon? It will be soon. Still waiting for some nods from actual regulators, mm-hmm. pretty much. But um, I've got all my bits done. It's the the people that own the transmitters are waiting for that nod. Okay. Um, and when they give me that nod, then I have got a few weeks of hell because I have got like six months worth of work to roll into that space of time. Nice. Uh, which is horrible. And then, yeah, so I'm kind of in a limbo now, which is quite nice but yeah we have to look forward to yeah you've got an app you've got dance tracks one of which is going to come up in the next few weeks mm. too which is um kind of on heavy rotation from flip and fills yeah nice. good there's been other stuff too in terms of what we're interested in music wise um steps a number two album oh yeah which is pretty huge and we're seeing them uh, uh well, if this goes out this friday we'll, we'll see them on monday is this an anthems tour or is this a new album tour uh, uh, probably a bit of both right because i know uh, none of the new songs even though i've been sent them i think g- ch- check them both out and you'll be surprised by how actually really really good it is I've scanned them yeah. because I've tried to see whether I've had to check to make sure that I'm not missing them for Dance Revolution. Yes, um, but I've, they're not Dance Revolution. No. Um, but but they're, they are banging. They're, 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 they're yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Westlife are back. They're going on a big tour. They've got a single at the moment. It's on my radio station where I work all the time now. Were they on Strictly the other week? Did they, the I think person. they did the results show. Right. It was actually, yeah, I need to watch that back and you probably need to watch that because mm. I don't think it was paying attention apart from being like a sofa judge while not really watching it and was kind of shocked and yeah. saddened, really. JLS have come back as well. I got offered oh, tickets for their tour. I got offered free tickets for their tour. Mm. I don't want to go, really. Mm. But anyway, uh, we'll get to them in, what, like mm. seven years or something. Oh, um, Little Mix, I know they're not noise, oh. but it's it's all kind of falling apart very quickly, isn't it? Jesse left. Yeah. A couple of them had bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, now there's rumours that they're going to split. Yeah. It's a shame as part of kind of like getting myself hyped up again for doing the podcast again not, not that I need to hype it up really because mm-hmm. it's it's fun but as part of my kind of like research of getting back into that headspace it was kind of like Girls Aloud Sugar Babes The Saturdays and as part of that is Little Mix they are they are a girl band that I'd say are yeah. probably up there with those those kind of legendary noughties girl bands yeah. as well so it's a shame to see it in tatters the way it is and I hope that things can fix Elton John Ed Sheeran Adele have all been uh, number ones recently like Weird. Pop, pop music's kind of doing stuff again at mm-hmm. the top of the charts we'll get to Elton John is it this week or next week it's coming soon anyway you've got one in a few yeah big news for Britney Britney's free yeah. Britney's free yes right oh is that how long we've been it's gone it's been that long yeah wow yeah Britney's free what a change yeah what a change mm-hmm. oh I want to watch this revenge <laughs> yeah. this is going to be this is going to be interesting and it's, it's been dramatic we've, we've, we've kind of watched it all play out on Instagram she's posts a lot of pictures with no clothes on but that's just to kind of represent how free she is and mm-hmm. I think we're getting we're finally kind of getting the uncensored filter free Britney that's always yeah. been there but has been under lock and key and it's so nice to see she's got an iPad now Oh, she's loving it she's loving oh, taking pictures God, of stuff so bad um, poor girl it's not all been good news no because we lost Sarah Harden oh, in the last few weeks and I'm just getting upset heart. thinking about it yeah no that's um, really awful the first thing I did was just watch Lord of Girls Aloud. I mean, she has she has the first line of Girls Aloud's yeah. career, and it's an absolute beauty, which was the one I was watching where she has a brilliant part. One of their last singles, like it's something new. There's a bit that Sarah has the kind of middle section in, and it's just this 
gorgeous showcase of her vocals and mm-hmm. her kind of style and her presence and yeah yeah no that so was heartbreaking shame and i think you know you probably you didn't see the program the same way i saw it because of age obviously but yeah, I was six. the moment of actual the two moments of girls allowed being formed was cheryl's geordie response yeah and then the <laughs> javine versus sarah moment at the yeah, end and yeah. that was like that was the two peak moments of that whole series really yeah. that just caught it in one go but yeah not, not to, so, not to so be sad, like but really imagine sad. if it was Javine and not Sarah I just don't no it wouldn't have been the same it wouldn't have been the same at all no, no it wouldn't have been the same but uh, obviously I think questionable levels of diversity back then mm. but yeah uh, yeah really 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 sad mm-hmm. I, I got stuck in it for days and days and days yes yeah. you know and I'm really looking forward I think it's I think it's gonna make our approach to Girls Loud a bit different because it's a bit sadder now than yeah, what it was yeah but yeah but the songs the girls Loud oh, songs are good i'm excited there's, there's, there's not there. many flops really in terms of the singles there's ones that i totally forgot about the show is, a, is a masterpiece a brilliant yeah um biology obviously is, is kind of one that everyone biology. comes back to but even ones like sexy no 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 which it's easy to kind of gloss over when you read the uh-huh. list when you listen to it and you go like that's like you know xenomania doing the whole xenomania thing of just yep. like tracks that just ramp up and ramp up and ramp up relentlessly mm-hmm. and um yeah again we'll get yeah. the girls allowed before the end of this year is finished oh, well, um, oh yeah yeah because they're, oh, they're, they're, the they're winning a single yeah, yeah this is the year i mean 2003 2004 we're living in peak girls allowed world and sarah harden is you know she's one fifth of that band but she brought so so she was much. the pink of the band wasn't she yeah uh, yeah mm-hmm. aye, she was. Aye. All that look forward to. Uh, we've got stuff today, though, because we are back. And uh, we resume things in July 2002. Some big names who are returning to help us accelerate towards the school holidays, including Elton John, J-Lo and Gareth Gates. And we've also got a sign of things to come with the first solo single from Beyonce, the podcast debut for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and a band that Liam has been really looking forward to getting into. But the band hate the song so much they've actually <laughs> basically disowned it. Yeah. Anyway, um, all of that and more. It's a big one this week. But first. So let's start. This is the week commencing the 7th of July, 2002. Uh, big news for us here in the North East. Doesn't mean nothing to anybody else. Well, actually it might. But anyway, the Baltic opened in Gateshead, which Ooh, was this uh, you know, c- converted flour mill. Oh, it's beautiful. It's now this amazing art gallery. It'll turn 20 next year, which is a bit crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I love the Baltic. Great stuff. Really and um, it was the first ever sport relief. It was the first ever sport relief. It was. I didn't realise that because I wasn't really into that, but that makes sense as to why certain tracks are appearing mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not in the top 10. We've already done the Baja Men and their legendary Who Let the Dog Dogs Out way back in 2000. Uh-huh. Um, they had a number 16. With? Move It Like This. <laughs> I've got no idea. I've, I, I, because we had this break in August, there are some notes here that I wrote in August, thinking we'd be off for a week. And you've forgotten them and all I've already. And I've got no idea what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a little clip. We can't hear it, but you can. Anyway, um, 23 from Bill and Ben, the flower pot man. man. Yeah, oh. with a song called Flobber Dance. Let's have a listen to Flobber Dance. The disappointing thing is that it actually contains very little Bill and Ben. It, it doesn't have that. They're not on it, really. It's somebody else just doing 
Yeah. It isn't like a Bob the Builder thing where it's Bob the Builder and character. It's yeah. somebody just doing a sort of song no. and they've slapped Bill and Ben on it and there's a yeah. bit of flob a dob in there. See, your your voice and your accent just makes that sound even better. Flob a dob? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Um, we'll get into some top 10 singles then. That's what the point of the show is. I've had to check back because it's been so long, but I believe Elvis is still number one Ooh. with a little less conversation. Yeah. And up there at number two is a brand new entry for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who are on tour next year. I got asked if I wanted to go. I was like, maybe. How much are they? 90 quid. Never mind. That's fine. And it's in Manchester too. It's after Trattler Manchester. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I like them, but not not, not that much. Not that much. Uh, this is their first uh, entry in the podcast. It's called By The Way. Standing in line to see the show tonight And there's a light on Heavy glow By the way I tried to say I'd be there Waiting for Danny the girl is singing songs to me beneath the marquee This is the title track and first single release from the eighth studio album and one of their highest UK chart positions, pretty much mm-hmm. at number two, mm-hmm. which is really good. Um, I have this marked down straight away as an intro juice. Yes. Um, where were you with the Red Hot Chili Peppers growing up? Were they I think thing? they were on in my dad's house. I seem to recall bits and pieces, you know, Californication, that kind oh, of era. Yeah. When Danny California comes around in 2006, that sort of stuff was starting to come into my, in my life as well. Because mm-hmm. I did watch Music Channel, so you'd hear them bits and pieces there. But yeah, my dad my dad likes this sort of stuff. So I'm sure I heard this alongside things like Foo Fighters and that kind yeah. of thing. I loved this track. Yeah. Like, I absolutely loved this. Um, the first drop of the drums, the funk guitars and stuff in it, I think it just sets fire straight away. It's really, yeah. really amazing. I love the wow 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 of the guitars. Yeah. I think wow, so much. Wow, wow, wow. You, do you know whenever you're mate, you know when you don't know the words for things, you just replace things as a joke. Yeah, this was got one the of same these, note, yeah. This was typical <laughs> one. My mate Joanna Fraser, we used to love this track and would replace words. And I can remember being lamb chops, bee sticks, and then something else and then the end one was salty but um, <laughs> we just had uh, every every time we sang the song we had to get ourselves mentally prepared to start whipping out the most ridiculous things yeah any two syllable see. words you can think of yeah ball sack yeah, well laptop. yeah ours were all about food for some because whenever we would hear it it was because it would be on on the afternoon when we were in like our common room or whatever it mm. was in the radio so that's when we would hear it or in the car when we were probably driving for food somewhere so it was all food focused but I love that yours is scrotum focused yeah, tell us more yeah um, I had loads of these before on the way here. Because it's all sacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, it is that kind of song where you can just put anything there, like chicken, sandwich, asshole. Please, if you have any any more, any more, send them in to us, please. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear them. Um, no, I, I, to be fair, I, when I cast my mind back to hearing this, all I could hear was the start. And I forgot that it did all that stuff where uh-huh. it goes doom doom doo, 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 doo. Yeah. and then obviously like it, it, it really stays with you when you when you but I'd I'd totally forgotten. When I saw it come up and I saw it was number two, I was like, this one, the slow one? Really? Oh yeah. And, then, think, it, and then it kicks doo, off. Doo, doo, doo. Um, yeah. it goes like loopy. And it's interesting reading about the way this kind of got constructed. It came off the back of, you know, some quite dark times for the band. This album has got a lot of songs about 
Anthony's drug addiction. He split up with his girlfriend during this time. He's since then got sober over this time as well. So the, the album's kind of been handed to John Frusciante, who's written most of it. And he's said to have taken inspiration from the Beach Boys and other doo-wop groups okay. for the sound of the album and, and, and this sort of thing, and for the harmonies and that sort of stuff, the, the layering of vocals. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's a really interesting one. I totally forgot that he did all that stuff. This must have been everywhere in the rock clubs and stuff. It must have kind of got a bit annoying. I feel like it was just everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, did I, so did I see this at Slain? Have I been to Slain at this point? No, I've been to Slain at this point. Mm. And this mustn't have existed then, but I've already seen them by this point. Um, I remember this, I just remember this being absolutely everywhere. It was in bars that would have played dance music because we were at a point now where there was, you know, something like this. The DJs had to find a way to get this in. Like a floor filler yeah. event isn't going to be the same. They needed to get this in because of the... It's because of the, the frantic impact it has on people. It does yeah. so much that you can really party away to it as well. There's kind of like a jazz feeling how riffy those kind of jam bits are where it's... Dum, 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 it kind of goes a bit... When, when, it, when it's very guitar based, it uh-huh. does feel jazz. It does feel kind of like improvising on the fly and... And just kind of yeah. riffing, but it comes together really nicely. You, 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 mm, I've, I've, again, this is a note that I wrote in August, and I can't think of why I've written this, but maybe you can help me figure out why. I love that this is this is today's episode, kind of going. What does that mean again? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Um, vocally in the verses, Anthony sounds a bit like Will I Am, which is a bit of a concern. Is what I've written here. Um. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I. Mm. But otherwise, that voice is distinctive and iconic. Yeah, but I remember that's why I ever watched. The Red Hot Chili Peppers to start with, mm. and I remember being creeped out by it. Um, it was it was Californication. I can remember Californication being on the chart show before there was any sort of Saturday mm. morning mm. television, and sitting. My mum had like a little fourteen inch TV in her bedroom, and sitting in her space in the bed, we must have been getting ready to go out somewhere and watching that, and being completely freaked out by the video. Mm. But it was one of those ones where you're young and you're freaked out, but you keep watching it. And yeah. actually, it's safe, but yeah. it's just so different. It's scary. That was like that. Whereas I think, yeah, I think his voice, there's so much you can do with it. But just generally, I would always say that he's vocally flawless. Mm-hmm. Again, I remember the bit where he's like, ooh, ah, get you never meant it. Um, again, that was, that was in my head. That was, what was, what I thought? That, I think it was kissing in a milkshake for some <laughs> strange reason. Um, I always thought it was kissing in a milkshake, but he plays with it so much. There's so many different styles to his voice. But I think video wise, if you've seen the video, the video is a kidnapping pretty yes. much. So he gets into a taxi. The taxi driver then realizes, oh my God, it's Anthony in the taxi. Pretty much kidnaps him. The other guys from the band can't really necessarily help him because they don't believe him. The guy is just a, just an extreme psychopathic stalker pretty much putting on a performance for him and then once Anthony gets free uh, one of the members of the band who wasn't part of the rescue mission uh, flags down a taxi and ends up getting into the same taxi that Anthony's just escaped from mm-hmm. um, but there's parts of that and the guy that was in the video to that was just so like much of a basket case and was such good fun mm. like, people would dance like him yeah and like that's why lads would get up <laughs> so you'd get lads to actually get up guys that wouldn't dance would get up just to do the piss takey bits of that music video really mm. yeah this the, is golden the video is directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Farris who have, have actually gone on to become like quite big filmmakers Little Miss Sunshine they made oh, right. there's a few of the films that are quite like sort of you know indie darlings that they've they've made mm-hmm. uh, the video is great and I think it's nice to see between like these and the Foo Fighters bands who've got this kind of like really great music but also just muck about in the videos yeah. and have fun and I guess Limp Biscuit do that too but it's a different kind of thing different kind of thing yeah um 
all in all, yeah, considering I, I saw it on the list and thought, oh, what? Uh, and actually, but actually, the, the funny thing is that they're surprised by how, how big it went. Anthony Kiedis was quoted as saying, I thought that single was an uber bombastic assault on non-commercialism. For it to be so re- well received in the UK was shocking to me, but thrilling at the same time. So even they can't believe that it did as well as it did. Yeah. It was number 34 in America, but number two here. So we, we clearly, it captured our imaginations more than over there where they're from. But um, yeah, this is just a good bit of fun, isn't it? It's a good bit of fun. Yeah, I loved it. Right then, so because we're you know we're, we're starting the the new, it's almost like a new series. This has been so long. Feels like um, it. one of our returning characters who's been with us from basically the start is Jennifer Lopez. There's been consistencies. I think with J Lo, you know, you're going to get a song with a bit of attitude. She's going to mm-hmm. be kind of like a big presence in the song, most of the song, because she just doesn't do choruses, does she? And no. here's another one. Uh, this is one. <laughs> it's got Naz on it. He doesn't do the choruses either. Somebody else does it. We don't really know who they are. It's a remix by Trackmasters as part of the J. Tadalo remixes album. Uh, it's called I'm Gonna Be Alright. This was UK number three and the second song recorded for the second album, J-Lo, back in 2001. Uh, actually, we had 50 Cent on the original version. Mm. Nas replaced 50 Cent. So as well as there being consistency with J-Lo, one other thing that was consistent was just male drama. Yeah, and it, 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 it caused a real beef. It did. They were Co- friends. They were friends and they now were, they're enemies. They were. They're enemies because of this moment, which mm-hmm. is really odd. Um, I love the sample in this. So this sample is yes. Linux. I've got five on it, which sounds like this. That sample makes me glow, whether it's J-Lo, whether it's that. And and here sort of lies the problem for me. It's like, I love that sample, but maybe you could have that sample and then anything on top of it, and I'd still overall like the song. I love the sample, but do I necessarily like the casing around the song? Sort of. Yeah. Kind of. I I wouldn't turn this off, probably. So I was sitting thinking, I was trying to differentiate between what makes us J-Lo, what makes us Lunitz, what is it Nas, what's the crack? Mm -hmm. And I thought is this actually really, really, really a good song? And I wrote down, this is brilliant because this could be an Aaliyah track. Yeah. And if that was an Aaliyah track, yeah. it would be brilliant for Aaliyah, but because we've got so much of a back history for J-Lo, yeah. it's just it's another massive hit for J-Lo, yeah. but it's not uh, a play or it's not a Love Don't Cost a Thing or a, a groundbreaking mm. one. Mm. But if that had been an Aaliyah track with the same Aaliyah singing in the exact same place as even chucking back and vocalists on leading the chorus and all of that, we might have had like a next level version of this. So actually the production around Lunitz is amazing. Yeah. Vocally, JLo is spot on. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm, I'm not, because I know how she performs, I'm not bothered about her being in the choruses really. Mm. Um, I'm more, bo- I was more bothered historically when it was um, Christina Milian because I'm just annoyed that she should have been doing something yeah. by herself at that yeah, point, yeah. which we've, we've got to. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I think this is, yeah, I think this is special and I couldn't remember it until I pressed play. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah, the um, I, 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 I think I do like. I'm, I'm thinking as you've been talking, and I do, I do like it. It's got a good hook. J Lo sounds brilliant in the verses where it actually is her. The, the the actual vocalist on the hook sounds a bit like a feminine acorn. 
<laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Wacon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. No, uh, all in all, this is fine. But yeah, the, the, the Lunar sample, um, it was most recently used on the film Us, which um, was made by the guy who made Get Out. It was a big part of that film, big part of the marketing for the film as well. So mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, everyone's heard that sample. And I think, like I say, you could do anything on top of it, really. You could have somebody literally just farting. Yeah, but it would be it would be it would be lunas. I got five on it, and he'd be like, mm, "Tune." Yeah, it could come back now. You oh, know, definitely. Somebody could really bring that sample back, and it's because the sample's so like it's so deep and loud, but actually, it's still got its nineties. It's mysterious, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. almost like X Files. <laughs> yeah, there is something. Yeah, there's something really just it's it strikes too many different emotional chords mm-hmm. off a very simple thing. It's it's pretty odd. Video wise, I used to love it. Obviously, you've got JLo sunbathing, sunglasses. So this is this is like the time. Here we go. Sunbathing, sunglasses, wind machines, what else? <laughs> Baseball, um, laundry. You know, there's there's definitely a thing back then where she was just pure style. Yeah. Um and I can like remember. her on like gritty streets, you know what I mean? That was kind of yeah. the intro, especially for this Stoops. album of the of this kind of um remix album where she's trying to go a bit more kind of gangster. Yeah. This is kind of a real common motif across all of them. It's this really glamorous woman just kind of glowing up the place wherever she goes yeah don't forget where you've come from kind yeah, of a vibe yeah um but generally yeah so she she looked amazing but it wasn't actually and this is how good that sample is it was never about the music video it was yeah even though she looked smoking and stuff in it and they ticked every box that they tried to by making that video that way and um, but it was always still about that sample and yeah. it just being brilliant and bringing that sample to a different audience to what it had hit before right Here's the one that I was looking forward to because of the name. And then you read about it and you listen to it yourself. And and, and we, we, all, we often, you know, pull out quotes from NME and stuff. And we kind of go, oh, negative. You know what they're like, mm-hmm. just trying to be. This got a zero out of ten from NME. And actually, when you read about what they are talking about, you kind of go, mm. Mm. yeah, they've, they've, mm. they've got a bit of a point, actually. Yeah. Um, this is The Prodigy. Oh, hey, hey, ah, oh. I hate that we have to do this. Um, and the song is called Baby's Got a Temper. This was released as a non-album single. It was originally supposed to be in the album. Things got shuffled, it got dropped, and mm-hmm. kind of rightly so. And this was the first single in five years since 1997, Smack My Bitch Up, written by Keith. Yeah. Liam was the first to kind of dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to... I'd never realised lyrically why, because I'd never heard the rude version. Uh-huh. And then I pressed play and was like, what? Yeah. And I think I understand the context a bit more to what Keith was trying to write. Yeah. But I can completely understand why. In fact, I don't even believe what Keith said it was about whenever you read the way the words actually are. It mm. really it really sounds like, let's drug some women. Yeah. Um, but talk to us, Liam. <laughs> yes. So the, 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 the lyric in question is, words we take Rehypnol... We, it's like we love rehypnol. I've even written it down because it's that abhorrent. It's the chorus. It yeah. says rehypnol in every line. Yeah. Pretty much says, I take rehypnol, she takes rehypnol, we yeah. love rehypnol. Um, that Baby's kind got of a temper. Thing. Yeah. Baby's got a temper. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm go- I'm, are we going all negative? I don't like when men call women baby. I think that's weird. Yeah, it's, I've yeah. always felt that that's weird. And then when I watched um, the Anna Hathaway film, what is it? Uh, Meryl's brilliant in it. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. There's a bit where she says, I'm not your baby or don't call me baby or something. Mm. Actually, yeah, that's really, 
You creepy. Got some nothing, baby. That'll yeah. never do. Yeah. Uh, so I've always, I've always had an issue with that, and the title alone, before you even listen to anything, yeah, it's not crazy. really it's, sounds patronising. It's, it's gaslight, isn't it? It's kind of like yeah. You, it, if if you've heard the prodigy, you kind of know that they're coming into it from a, an antagonistic standpoint. Yeah. And it's very flippant, sort of dismissive, like oh. Yeah, he's got a temper. It's one of those. It's so even. So as you say, yeah, even from the off, That's you're already good. you're already averse to it. It's already bad from yeah. the off. And I feel like that wasn't necessarily a sign of this time because what we're in 2002, that feels very 90s, and we'd made more progress. Well, it's the first song since the 90s, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's probably hasn't left that space. I mean, no. if it, if you if you're making a follow up, a sequel to Smack My Bitch Up, which is already pretty shocking as well. Did they, did they think well, we'll have to kind of step it up a notch here? Well, I did read something about how actually this wasn't a prodigy track. This was a side project called Flint. Right. So I don't know whether that track was made in the nineties, mm. and then he's managed to produce it or get them to to release it as a prodigy track. I'm just speculating now, um, but it could have been a nineties thing. But I do think that at this point, you know, we've we've done Madison Avenue. We have got mm. a really famous Australian track that was everywhere telling you, "Don't call me baby." And then the prodigy are like, "Baby's got a temper." Yeah, like they well, wouldn't say, "Strong, confident businesswoman has a temper." No, you know, but it's punk, isn't it? Like the yeah. the, the prodigy's whole vibe is punk, and this this probably was totally meant tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. It's just the, the tongue is very sharp, and it's burst through the cheek. Yeah. Um, it was banned by basically everyone's radio stations for glamorising Ripnol. Radio 1 said, we try and take the view that music should express various points of view, but this just sounds too strong to stomach. We'd also be concerned it would offend many of our listeners, and probably right. Uh, Liam at the time said, of course it was going to create a stink because it was real and truthful and the truth scares people. Yeah. Um, but just a month later, Liam would tell NME, it was a fucking load of shit. <laughs> um, I didn't think it was shit at the time. And I wanted to put something out to show people were still around, which yeah. they did. I pulled on Keith too much on that. Uh, Keith's lyrics are very introverted and that's not what we're about. The Prodigy are about fist in the air shit, real simple. But it was important because it showed me exactly where I shouldn't go. Absolutely. So probably it did. This probably had to happen just for them to kind of put a bit more course and direction on where they were going. Yeah. Or we could have had more of these. We could have had yeah. like you know, way worse than these. And, yeah. and maybe we're, we're lucky that it's not much worse than this. Yeah, Enemy were very, very down, not just because of the Rehypnol thing, but also just because of just how desperate and lame it sort of came across. Their their review says, they were the fire starters, twisted fire starters, and now they're just total fucking idiots. The prodigy, grown, pierced men who live in palatial Essex mansions and who laughably believe that a chorus of we use Rehypnol over some crappy Casio riff will make them appear edgy, vital, and dangerous again. Mm. No, it makes them seedy old men with bad hair trying to recapture past glories by employing the final weapon of the comically desperate the drug song Ooh. yeah worse it's the drug song about bad drugs this is a drug that sends you to sleep that wipes short term memory and gives you a headache glue is cheaper and on this evidence more fun hence the first genuinely shit prodigy single ever Whoa. Zero out of ten. Big words. How dare somebody slag off a Casio? Because I yeah. actually quite enjoy the production of it. My positive <laughs> part is I like the Firestarter sample. It's in it and really subtle, and I don't mm. mind the production. It is lyrically a nightmare. Yes, but actually production-wise, it's the Prodigy. Maybe is it to the Prodigy from what it's, we know? Is it, it's not different enough, but it's yeah, kind it's of a car- it's a caricature of the Prodigy, isn't it? It's, it, yeah. it really is. You know, the saying there about trying to uh, recapture past glories. That's that. That is how it feels to yeah. me it just feels provocative for provocative sake and that is a very punk attitude to have yeah but um this just doesn't cut it that's my, my my line on this it just doesn't cut it it feels like running on the fumes it feels like shock for the sake of it it's it is nef- it's definitely a nice kind of crunchy production from from liam it really is like a really nightmarish you know yeah demonic production 
And it is nice to see this kind of harder alternative electronic music this high up in the charts, even if it's morally questionable. How does how did this get number five? I have no idea. Considering it got no airplay, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. I'd not really heard it. I still, at this point, wouldn't have known what Rohypnol... Actually, do you know what? I would have known what Rohypnol was. And do you know why? Mm. Do you remember? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe she's maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. There was a meme before memes existed. You know, yeah. a, a kind of... The 2002 version of a meme was somebody sending you an image to be used as your screensaver mm. on your laptop mm-hmm. or your computer. And my brother had installed one and it was a Maybelline cover of Sarah Michelle Gellar with one eye looking at you, the other looking for you. And it said, maybe she's born with it. And then underneath it said, maybe it's Rohypnol. Oh my God. So I had to get my brother to explain what Rohypnol was. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah. right, that's okay. But I think this one's fascinating now because there's so much going on yeah. right now. And yeah, I- I'd love to see what people think about it now, today, mm. in this day and age, considering now people are getting bloody stabbed and not noticing it yeah. for retinol instead of... Does anybody have this on their shelf proudly? Oh, does well, anybody the have this don't, single... You shouldn't. If you have this... Yeah, if you have the single compilation, rid. it's not on the single... Co- every, every single apart from this one's on the single compilation. Yeah. They've totally disowned this as much as they possibly can. Yeah. It's an absolute tragedy that this is how we start the Prodigy on the podcast because this oh, is the first Prodigy. This is the first Prodigy, oh, and I, during I think it was at the end of the you know the, the last lockdown when HMV got some new records and I bought the Prodigy's first album, which is brilliant. Uh-huh. It's, it's a cracker. My, my, the number one single on my birthday was Firestarter, so I, I'm very proud of that, very pleased of that. I, it's how I want to go out. I want my funeral song, Firestarter. Yeah. That's what I want. Things get better. We know thing. We know things get better. Is this as bad as it gets with the Prodigy? I, you know what the thing is? They don't. They don't see him again for another five years. I don't think. But when we do, it's things like Warriors Dance, right, Omen. Great. There's like four or five singles that all do really well and they're all really good. So we've got that look forward to. This is just a. I love the fact we're at low level because the only way is up. Yes. So let's let's spin yeah. that positive on a really god awful track that like say if you own it get rid of it yeah in about five years time of, of like podcast time we'll get to it and we'll go oh yes how exciting that's nice let's start our new week this is the 14th of july 2002 out in cinemas this week was a film that i uh, can recall seeing but i can recall very little about scooby-doo <laughs> they made a, a live action remake or reboot of Scooby-Doo with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was in it, Freddie oh, Prince yeah. Jr., Linda Cardellini, uh, Matthew Lillard from Scream. It was, it was a good cast. That's, that's this the big, dude I was picturing, yeah. Yeah, this big CGI Scooby-Doo sort of thing. It was written by James Gunn, who makes the Guardians of the Galaxy film, so he's gone on to be like a big success. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, if you know James Gunn and his sense of humour, and the reason why Disney fired him is because he's got like quite a twisted sense of humour, and he... That, it, like some tweets got uncovered that were a bit kind of like oh, dark no. prodigy style sense of humor oh, no. and um yeah disney disney fired him and they got him you know there was a, a campaign and he got hired again but james gunn making a kids film now on reflection we can go oh that was a strange choice because yeah. uh, it's very inappropriate much like the cat in the hat from 2003 which i love it's very <laughs> very funny i don't know any of these things it's well, i will have to watch it it's very very funny but there's so much stuff in it that's just not for kids oh. there's kind of like drug references obviously because Scooby-Doo you know like Scooby Snacks and getting Uh stoned and stuff it's kind of a bit chesty Mm. some of the costumes are a bit oh right okay breasty okay um yeah, it's, it's not for kids, but I, I saw this as a six-year-old and thought it was great. And I saw the sequel a couple of years later. That was great too. But <laughs> it, you just you look at it now and you go, oh, 
Yeah. Who thought this was a good idea? Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, not in the top 10 songs that we, um, we will not be covering. Actually, two that we don't and one that we will next week. How exciting. Uh, number 12 this week was Dee Dee. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Oh. A Dance Rev classic. Let's uh-huh. take a listen. Dee Dee, she's mm-hmm. so, so good. Amazing. Besties with Ian Vandal. And another one that I'm sure that you probably play as well. Number 14, Tim Deluxe. Yeah. It Just Won't Do, with its brilliant volleyball video from the makers of Scooby-Doo. Um, let's take a listen to that. So good. Yeah. This reminds me of England. Whenever I used to live in Northern Ireland, it was a, a song you'd hear in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah I loved yeah. it. And a song at number ninety three, which is quite fitting, really, considering the the sort of the story of the song we'll get into next week. Number ninety three, Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles. Oh wow! It starts off as a small, small thing, but next time we hear about it, it'll be huge. Let's take a listen. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time? When pass me by Cause you know I'd walk a thousand miles If I can just see you Tonight Tinkle tinkle Very exciting mm. uh, Right, the album chart this week was number one for the Red Hot Chili Peppers with By The Way Wait. so they did rather well with that Let's get into the singles then It was brand new number one for a name that has been number one I think every single they've had so far uh, For Gareth Gates, the pop idol pop idol isn't he and the song is called any one of us brackets stupid mistake it can happen to This was the second single from Gareth and off the debut studio album, What My Head Wants To Say. Um, I didn't think I was going to know it. Then I remembered it Mm -hmm. um, a little bit from the opener, sort of. And then when the chorus dropped, I remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I remember thinking, I I was actually a bit shocked that it took me so long to really remember it because it was a Gareth Gates track and it was one of the earlier ones, you know, so I expected it to really just connect with me straight away. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took a while. Nice. Think he sounds good. Yeah. I do actually think when you listen to it, right, remove Garth Gates from it, you've got some Backstreet Boys production mm-hmm. in there as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether there's somebody behind the scenes is linked production-wise, I'm not sure. Well, oh. it's written by the Swedish pop stable A-side of Per Magnusson and David Kruger, who were of Shiren. Ah. Max Martin sort ah. of people. They also wrote for other cowl acts like Il Devo, Leona Lewis, Shane Ward. So yeah, if, if it sounds Backstreet Boys in Swedish... It's because it is. Makes um, sense. Weirdly, I've written down, could have also been an ABBA track, a Steps track, yes, or a Westlife track. Definitely. Yeah. All, all in the same stable. I think if, if Backstreet Boys did this, we'd praise it. Yeah. And just because it's Gareth Gates and Simon Cowell uh, doesn't mean that we shouldn't 
praised Gareth and Simon Cowell. I think of. his voice, I think his tone's lovely. It I is. I still think that he's, he's still, he's a lovely singer. I think he smashes the key change. And by the time I got to the key change, I was like, oh yeah, there's a key change. Great. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I still didn't want to hang around though. I was no. done with it. And not because of anything negative. No. I've just heard that style way too much in my life. And I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I know we're prepping for a podcast here, but when we started this podcast, <laughs> sometimes we wouldn't get a quarter of the way through the tracks. Yeah. Really. And, I know, did listen to this in full. Did you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Where are you at with it? It's weirdly kind of mature, but also quite young and naive all at the same time. Yeah. Because he's a young lad, and he's, a, he's still, he's still a, a Ben at this point. He's like 19, 20, I think. He's, <laughs> he's not that old at all. He's got a nice tone. He doesn't try and showboat. Nothing silly. It's a very solid performance. Apart from the key change, the big, ah, that's the one kind of showy, flashy moment, where otherwise it's quite a, like it's a safe it's like rendition. I know, yeah. It's got a lovely bridge. I like the Spanish guitars as the song kind of rebuilds before the key change. If I've got to pick any bones, it's 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 a Simon Cowell thing, as always. And it's the pseudo-inspirational titles that these songs always have. Any one of us. Anything is possible. You know, like, When You Believe, Leona Lewis. All of these songs that, like, Ugh. this this song isn't necessarily about the whole It Can Happen to Anyone, because it's about a love thing of, like, you know, cheating on somebody kind of mm-hmm. thing. But all of these songs, all these titles are always these sort of things that brainwash you, I think. They all make you think, oh, well, he can do it. And he's just some guy from Bradford. I can do it too. Yeah. And they, they all, I mean, if you go through the Simon Cowell discography of X Factor songs or even other bands, they all try and push this message of real people can do it too. And of course, that's never quite as simple as it actually is. But that's my thing that I hate was all Simon Cowell things. And I, and I continue to hate it here. But most, Ga- Gareth's grand. Yeah, most reality TV in my head is like, in Friends, whenever Phoebe's nodding and thinks she's turning on and off the TV because Monica has a switch in the other apartment that turns off the telly. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I lost it. That's kind of like the tale of every reality TV star, mm-hmm. particularly solo stars. Like, weirdly, Leona now is being set into my life because I'm gradually, gradually starting to warm up to One More Sleep. The Christmas one. Oh, right. Um, whereas I really had a really dislike to Leona Lewis because I, I, I knew that she was like, I was an office worker. And she was one yeah. of the first ones where I was like, yeah, you were an office worker seven years ago, love. You mm. weren't. This is not is how the this office process of Sony happened. Music. Yeah, where you're the <laughs> office of Sony Music. Yeah, so it's a weird one. So it, it's taken me a long time to, you know, get round to her. But we don't have very many long-term solo acts who haven't left a label and gone on to a mm-hmm. different one. So really, it's the, it's the Phoebe nodding thing. Yeah. And yes, it can be any one of us. For a year. Until they get bored with you and turn you off. Until you can't pay back the one million pound (laughs) contract that you've actually worked because no one tells you. Yeah, you've won a million pound contract, but you don't get any money until you've paid that back and you live off expenses, which is actually crap. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you've got a runner buying your sushi. Yeah. Video-wise... Gareth's an odd presence, isn't he? Because, he, like I say, he's a young lad. He looks about as comfortable as Rick Astley does in his videos, um, oh, in that yeah. suit that doesn't really fit. It's like one of the best men who doesn't really know the groom that well, and they just kind of like added him in last minute. They've got, <laughs> a, they've got him a suit with shorter notice that like kind oh, of fits, dear. and they've said, right, go and sing a song. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. It's a bit uncomfortable. If, if, if for a particular reference point of Rick Astley, look at the video for Together Forever. I mean, it's just amazing because he's so uncomfortable. Like, he's got girls kissing him. He's kind of, like, pulling the face at the camera like, oh, me. Uh, it's it's one of my favourite, like, never going to give you up's brilliant as well, but Together Forever is a great song and it's just fun to watch Rick Astley who's just so not comfortable. Uh, and I got that same sort of vibe here. And if I'm comparing Rick Astley to Gareth Gates, that's kind of, like, indirectly quite high praise because I love Rick Astley. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, he does. There's an uncomfortableness about it. Yeah. There's a masquerade ball he's in. I think he's in Vienna, is he? Mm. Or probably Swindon dressed up as Vienna. Potentially. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's ever 
left Luton Airport. No, you know, yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, so yeah, it's but it's you know, it was it's very it's very two thousand and two reality show runner up kind of a thing. So mm. yeah, mm-hmm. well done. I love looking at comments. You know I love looking at comments for these sort of things. Um, Song Meanings, the website, is an absolute holy grail of hilarious, horrible comments. We'll go with this one from Bobo192, which was posted in July 2002, just after this came out. He says, Okay, I have to admit that I kind of like this song. My ex-girlfriend, brackets, still love you, Mel, (laughs) and me, on the last day we were together, sat down and listened to this track together before parting. It was her favourite song, and it certainly holds that special place inside of me. Is that nice? He needs to move on. This comment from Quiff Porn in April 2004. (laughs) I, her, 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 hate Gareth Gates. Fucking irritating little penis. This song was on all the time at work. I wanted to kill someone. Oh, that's not good. No. And he could have said that differently and a bit more respectfully. But it was 2004. Yeah. Well, I was around in 2004 and I didn't say shit like that about mm, people with stammers. You. So, you know. Mm. Anyway, uh, let's move on. This is in number four for Ashanti. It was very, very big. It was 10 weeks at number one in America. 10 weeks on the billboard at number one, which is crazy. Uh-huh. She became the second artist after the Beatles to have their first three chart entries in the top 10 simultaneously. Wow. Wow. This is Ashanti and Foolish. This is the debut single from the self-titled debut album and it samples the barge Stay With Me. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some elements of the Notorious B.I.G. in there with One More Chance. You've got Big L and MVP as well. So mm-hmm. lots of different elements all rolled into one and I've got it down as an intro juice for this week. A banger from the offset. Really good. Sample buys, where you at with it? <sighs> Do you know this? Did you know this? I think so. Oh, wow, Jesus. If you've, if you've heard five seconds of this, you've kind of heard the whole thing, haven't you? Because the sample's just gone all the way through it. Ashanti's vocals are, you know, she's pristine. And I think she has the kind of screen presence that we've spoken about, Christina Milian, that you don't think that maybe she doesn't have that at this point. Christina Milian's not yeah. like the star quality isn't quite as obvious. I I, I think she's some, somewhere more than, than you do. But yeah, I think Ashanti is the full package in that regard, but the sample, fucking hell. It's just the same thing over and over again. There's no real progression. Oh, is this like, you know, when people slag off Stardust, music sounds better with you? It might be is my this, Stardust, yeah. It might be your Stardust. Weirdly, because when we get to something next week that's my, my Stardust. Yeah. Um, I, I, just, I just dare anyone to listen to this for a few times in a row and not break something. Oh, really? it's just the same. all over Kistery and Kiss all of the time mm. because it's kind of legendary. I love the sample. I think there's a gripping story. I think vocally it's great. I feel like it's like, though, story-wise, production-wise and vocal-wise, I think it's like a 2002 Love Don't Cost a Thing. But I get really annoyed whenever I watch the video and I listen to this and I realise that she goes back to the guy. Obviously, it's called Foolish. Mm. And that's the point point, she's trying to make. But I get frustrated every time I listen to it and think, you've gone back to this dude. You've gone back. Um, Whereas I compare it with J-Lo, who stood her ground and left and it wasn't about things. And this Mm. one's a bit more... It's about things because as she's about to go and she's about to leave the guy in the music video, she has got all of her expensive clothes on her, expensive makeup on her, expensive Mm. glasses, her expensive 
suitcase as she goes to walk out that door and he just so happens to be walking in at the same time. But she's not leaving anything he's bought her behind whereas J-Lo is chucking everything yep. because she can go and do this herself. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a different message. I'm a bit more for the J-Lo girl power than the Ashanti yeah. girl power. But well, it comes from the usual kind of like murder ink of Gotti Jar yeah. sort of crowd, doesn't it? So Yeah, that's what the mo- men want you mo- to mo- think. Morally, they've not got a brilliant track record. No. So it kind of makes sense that this song doesn't either. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's, it's controversial in some ways. It's kind of uh, provocative in that sense. So there's one reason as to why the song was so big. And get this, this is from Song Facts, and I trust Song Facts. Ashanti's record company offered stores a $2 rebate on every copy of this album sold in the first two weeks. Ooh. So the CD was much cheaper than others. Um, it went number one, got a massive bit of publicity, and of course that all covered the rebate. The ploy made companies examine their pricing as CD prices kept going up while sales were going down. So this is kind of revolutionary in some ways because the record company found a way to guarantee that this got up in the charts uh-huh. and made everyone think about, maybe we're charging too much for this because nobody's buying it. Uh-huh. Yeah, huh. interesting. So it's kind of a, a groundbreaking thing. But you kind of look at it and you also go, oh, do people just buy it and get number one because it was cheap? God, you think things are just so regulated, don't you? Yeah. Well, we, that, is, that is a thing. And I remember going in to music shops and buying things. Mm-hmm. Well, my mate Craig would buy things based on what change he had left in his pocket after we'd been for like <laughs> some lunch. Yeah. And he would have singles that he wasn't interested in, but because he was like, I'm going to spend this. Because we're 99 really pence. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah they were, some of them weren't even that, no. to be fair. Yeah. In Jingles and Limavada, he used to be able to get some stuff really cheap. But he would buy he would buy stuff. I just always assumed that pricing was kind of semi-regulated, really. Yeah. But actually, maybe it wasn't. It's a wild, wild mm. west. I love the idea of him going to get a Mexican beef and then just picking up the new Jerry Halliwell for like 20 <laughs> pence, which is about how much I'd pay for yeah. it, to be fair. Craig, yeah, well, Craig would Craig would have got like he would have gone and got a ballads album at mm. some point, so there wouldn't have even been he wouldn't have bought Jerry, but he would have got a ballads album or something <laughs> like that, and then gone and got a Clubland album two days later. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. All in all, I, I wish I liked it more. I think it is just that the the repetitiveness of the sample that makes that kind of I'm averse to it now. It comes right. on shuffle and I skip it so quickly. I do think in this day and age, I look back and think Ashanti was overhyped. Possibly, I know that. I don't know. Possibly. I can't really remember many more of the tracks. I'm not sure how to. much more. We we get really do we get much more? i'm not even sure yeah i think we get more christina milian than ashanti so who's I, laughing now i wonder if ashanti maybe mm, got lucky because there was no Aaliyah. maybe maybe possibly mm. okay. a song that it's gone through one ear out the other it's, i can see it out the door it's just over there wandering away you've forgotten it yeah i can um yeah actually i have well, we'll see. We'll see if this jogs any memories. Uh, it's called "Here I Am." It's number five for Brian Adams. It's a new world. It's a new start. It's alive with the beating of young hearts. It's a new day. It's a new plan. I've been waiting for you. Here I am. This was written for the movie Spirit Stallion of Cimarron. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, well, I got a Golden Globe. Lo- <laughs> a Golden Globe. That sounds golden so glo- disgusting. It's like a Tinder username. Ugh. A Golden Globe nomination. Uh, a Golden Globe nomination for Best Original Song. So you haven't heard this because you did your prep, what, six, eight weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, I listened to it before I left the house. 
Oh, did you? Because so did I. I, 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 I went you to listen to Thought Right. I better actually refresh my, my mind on some of these just in case I have forgotten them. And I listened to this. I thought, I haven't any recollection of this. I will listen to it now. And hopefully by the time we go to the studio in an hour's time, I will have remembered it. Okay. Uh, no, it's gone. Yeah, me too. Um, I do I have got notes that say, didn't think I knew it, then I remembered it. And I've put an exclamation mark, so I must have been excited. Mm. I think in true Brian Adams style, his tone's unique. Love yeah. it. I think it's flawless. Can't fault anything to do with the singing or the songwriting. Um, but I do think it all points towards the chorus because that's where we start to get the best bit of it mm. as a song, really. It's very middle for diddle, though, isn't it? It's very, like... Yeah. It's, it's not everything I do. It's not Summer of 69. It's not really anything. No. It's not much at all. There's a I nice mean, guitar solo because you expect that from him. Yeah. But that's really... I've, I've written down, I feel the production is a bit behind the times in this year. So I think this yes. is a 90s track in yeah, 2002, yeah, yeah. really. Mm. Yeah. It was um, produced and co-wrote... Uh, well, it was produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who we've come across before. But it was co-written by Hans Zimmer, who's like this enormous film composer. You know, Christopher yeah. Nolan's films... All those kind of huge blockbuster films, Hans Zimmer has either done it or somebody's been inspired by Hans Zimmer and copied him, basically. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, this doesn't have any bombs or any big hits. It's very kind of, you know, downbeat and, and minor key. Again, this is a note that I wrote in August, so who knows what this actually means, but maybe you can help. <laughs> um, Production-wise, it's like Spin Doctors in a minor key. Oh, what, like what's what Like Two it? Princes. Two Princes. Yeah, I, I've I got no even, idea what that means. I, no, oh yeah, I don't think. Honestly, I just like I think Brian Adams at this point could whip out rubbish and sell and get a number five. And because it's a number five for Brian Adams at this point, means that it was kind of a rubbish Brian Adams track. Yeah, yeah. Because he could have done anything slightly better and got number one. Mm. It was number really. one in the Czech Republic in Portugal. Yeah, but was that not to do with the film? Maybe. As opposed to the actual caliber of the song. I've never heard of that film. Have you heard of that film? Weirdly, it's one of the kids' films I didn't see in this era. Oh, it's a kids' film. Yeah, it's a kids' oh, right, film. Yeah, okay. it's an animated kids' film. I've got no. I've got. I don't think I saw it. I, I think it just didn't appeal to me at all. It didn't. It didn't seem very funny. It seemed quite earnest. Um, the song is earnest. You know, I think it's not the theme tune for a film about cartoon horses that I would want. And it's. Right. Not, and I, I think it, when I, I, when I had this thought, and then I actually realised something else that if I if they made a, a, a film about cartoon horses now. Like in 2021, when the blockbusters kind of, you know, the film industry's changed, it would probably be like a cover version of Crazy Horses or something like that, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be this kind of like Brian Adams galloping uh, thing. Yeah. It would be a... And then I realised, actually, that a few months ago, there was a sequel to that film, which came out. Really? Spirit Untamed. So was Spirit the name of the horse? I guess so, yeah. And then, obviously, that's why it says Stallion. I've completely missed that. That's yeah. gone over my head, but I think yeah. it was because I was probably a little bit sleepy from mm. having listened to this song a little bit. Yeah. But I did know where we were going, and we were going somewhere special next, so I didn't completely drift okay. off. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't have much to say. I could leave the last note to uh, song meanings again. This is uh, Coffee and Cigarettes. You spell cigarettes C-I-G-A-R-E-T-S. <laughs> Brian Adams is a pussy. He is acting some man. Some real man, but he is a pussy. Yopu, that should say you, can't sing something like that in the publicity. He must not like act like that in the future. Okay. So thanks, coffee and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as negative as he is. But no. I've, again, I've got very little to say, so I think we should just move on. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. We commence in the July 21st, 2002. The Commonwealth Games started in Manchester. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Real Ferdinand moved from Leeds to Man United. Do you remember this, don't you, Scott? I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, He was the biggest English transfer at that point. By this this point, Newcastle had done their business for the entire window. Hugo Viana, 
and Titus Bramble, who was all right for us, mm. and then went and played for Sunderland and got sent off in the derby against Newcastle. Oh, so, dear. ha 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 ha. There's also some very horrible songs about Titus Bramble because some allegations that came out, which I don't think he actually got done for. So they were just allegations. But anyway, okay. Newcastle fans had a song that we look back now and think, oh, blimey, that was horrible. Uh, elsewhere, Kate Lawler won Big Brother 3, which I means that. that I was on holiday in a static caravan in British holidays <laughs> because I watched the final um, oh. in the in the little static caravan. I forget I where that Kate. was, but yeah, I'm watching Kate because Jade, Jade Goody was like third or fourth, I think. Oh, yeah, do you remember that year? One of my fr- friends actually produces Kate Lawler. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's just about to stop producing her because mm-hmm. something else has gone down. Uh, but yeah, it's Kate Lawler's producer. How strange! Yeah. I loved. I loved Jade Goody. Like I really. Did. Mm. I was like. I just felt sorry for her. Yeah. But I did love her. I thought she was great crack. Really funny. I know you love what's going to happen next. This is number three, the highest charting single for Flip and Phil with vocals from Karen Parry. This is Shooting Star. <laughs> Phil are a Manchester dance duo, Mark Hall and Graham Turner. This is—is is this a hello goodbye? We've done Flip and Phil. Have we done? Fl- we, did, we did True Love Never Dies. Th- oh, I suppose yeah, because that brand is Kelly Lorena, but it was Kelly Lorena and Flip and Phil, isn't it? So we have, yeah, we sort of have done that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So these guys were signed to AATW, which was all around the world, which was a, a huge kind of clubland mm-hmm. record label, who are responsible for if you ever chuck on your Sky or your uh, cable. They're responsible for like Clubland TV, yeah. which is pretty much now the only place you can get dance music. So it isn't just Clubland, it's just called that, but it's the yeah. only place you can get dance music. But yeah, you've got Karen Parry on vocals. We were used to by this point Kelly Lorena. Mm-hmm. Um, we're up to 140 BPM. And um, yeah, we're just like welcoming in now the, the run of Clubland stuff that's just about to just blow everything wide open for the next little bit. I loved this. Oh, yeah, I loved no this in the first time I heard it. <clears throat> right up my street, Highland Radio blasting across the water to Lima <laughs> Vegas. Um, I loved the key of Shooting Star because it was so high and screechy yeah. that it felt really nightclubby. Yeah. And it was like you were getting the nightclub track in your car. Yeah. Which I can understand vocally lots of people won't like that. But I loved the breakdown pre-chorus. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Um, builds really nicely in the breakdown. And then I just always loved the bridge where she goes even higher. Like a yeah. shooting star across a midnight sky. Yeah. yeah. I was in a good place with that one. It's I, distinctive, isn't it? I think it's... And I've written this again in August, but I still I, I stand by it. It does feel like one of the more inventive tracks of this era, really. Like, it, de- it gen- genuinely feels unique. The vocals are a bit unconventional. It's kind of spacey, almost like a British PPK resurrection for yeah, me. Yeah, there is. Yeah, it's like Clubland meets kind of uh, Russian trance, isn't yeah, it? In yeah, many yeah, respects. yeah, yeah. These guys are great. I'm friends with Mark on Facebook, and Mark, like, Mark now lives in Tenerife, mm. and then tra- they travel back, and they some sometimes Graham goes to the gigs, Mark goes to the gigs, and they were in Sunderland, where I live, uh, last week, which was, like, they were all there. Cascada, Flip and oh, Phil, the, Ultra Beat. At the bingo. At the bingo. <laughs> yeah. No, no, so the bingo was just Ultra Beat. So right. Ultra Beat were, like, around, like, something, I think they were last Thursday, Ultra Beat were there, then they came back on Saturday, because Cascada headlined, and then there was Flip and Phil, Ultra beat uh, Karen Parry weirdly uh. Kelly Lorena had to cancel because it had been moved venue because of COVID health and safety right. so they got a bigger venue but it clashed with Kelly's dates uh. and then Friday Night Posse who is the good one of Friday Night Posse one's in prison um, mm. for dodgy you can, yeah, you can guess where you're going here yeah so that was so weird to have all of them in the same room on the same night mm. 
in Sunderland, that yeah. just completely didn't make sense. And the fact Cascada's flown over from Germany, particularly yeah. for this, <laughs> uh, was just class. And Brilliant. you know what a what a what a bunch of icons really for for mm-hmm. Clubland. But I loved this. This was a Nova anthem. I couldn't get this loud enough. This mm. would rattle my parcel shelf. Something shocking. This is their last top ten, but they do come close in two thousand and three with. Ooh. Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Correct. Is it? Let's take a listen. And again in 2004 with Field of Dreams. No. Um, I want to dance with somebody. Flip and flush and start. Uh, uh, I don't know. Disco Land. Disco Land. Hey ho. Yeah. So yeah, grand. Um, they've, they've made a splash. They're a name that always comes to my mind when I think about Clubland and all around the world and that sort of scene, that sort of era. So they are properly legends of their field aren't they this was such a good movement I know Mm -hmm. that lots of music snobs do not like this but honestly if you just if you feel like things are a bit uptight it's like Steps were saying the other week on the thing on the telly they they felt like they had to come back because people just needed some fun yeah this is exactly look back and listen back to Clubland stuff and just let yourself go stop being a music snob and really just feel what it was all about for people that loved it it was all a really massive special movement Mm. um, from people that were just like yeah just let it all go man yeah Mm. Mm. Okay, we mentioned that Sport Relief is kicking about now. This was the first Sport Relief single, and it was from Elton John with uh, a new vocalist here, Alessandro Safina, and it's a, a new version, a 2002 revamp of Your Song. And you can tell everybody This is your song You may be quite simple, but Now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind that I put down in words How wonderful life is while you're in the world So it was originally from 1970. Um, yeah, it got re-recorded. Do you have any idea as to why Alessandro... Why, why has he been chucked on this? Or what's the, Do you know anything about the story? I couldn't find anything about why him. No. No. no, I couldn't. Um, Don't have a lot of seriously. I mean, if, if uh, your song can't really be disputed as you know one of one of the most beautifully written, it's just, it's a John Lennon thing again. It's from the very beginning of the show, it's a John Lennon thing of like it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a bit weird if he chose it because it doesn't doesn't really fit, seem fair on the rest of the other people who've written no. new songs. Does this does this make your song better? No. Not really. Well, some people have said that it does, which is what confused me. So I was sitting listening to it thinking, so I've written, and I've, you can kind of tell from the order, like, why Why is he there? He is very untalented, doesn't add much. Um, I don't really remember this version. I think the child's choir that's in it as it progresses is actually really, really nice. And mm. maybe Alessandro didn't necessarily need to be in it. But then actually, when I started to get to comments on it, people were like, yeah, this is better than the original because no. it's actually way more emotional. And I'm like, no. well... You're listening, I think then that's you're listening to the production and that's the way that I hear things first. Mm. But actually with Elton, you do want to hear and you do need to focus on the words. Yeah. And you get that. Well, it's, it's, it. it's a charity single, so it's kind of like chemically engineered to evoke emotion and make yeah. you put your hand in your pocket, isn't it? Yeah, really. So it'd be a bit weird if this wasn't as 
emotional or less emotional. You know what I mean? It, it had to be more emotional, but is it good? Not really. Like, no. They've added this kind of William Orbit style bleepy bloopy production in places and there's just this unnecessary Italian belting which distracts from yeah. the, uh, the video's got David Beckham mouthing the lyrics at one point why Why it's so strange he's beanie he's in his beanie mouthing along I know you can tell everybody it's like it makes no did they so, put peanut butter on his lips and do it like a dog <laughs> that burst that, I did burst out laughing at that and I shouldn't you know cause I it, did as well it, it's you know the, the clips are all very much sport relief you know the, the cutaway videos that you see of um, the people that need this yeah. financial support and <laughs> there's like little windows of Elton then there's little windows of these people that need the financial help and, yeah. and their kind of home scenarios and then all of a sudden they just cut to David Beckham David randomly Beckham. so then I was like I was did wait, I just I, see that I was waiting for more celebrities to come so and do the same thing I started, I was like, I started okay, watching right, so that's part of the video they're going to do other ones now we're going to see, uh-huh. we're going to see like you know um you know graham norton doing it as well just and yeah. he's, you know we're going to see other famous no it's just him why on Weird. earth Weird. I know. and then he comes back in so he's in it i yeah. think he's in it twice <laughs> yeah. why does it not cut to any other celebrities and i don't understand maybe it's because of a sport relief or I something guess. um but and yeah, why is michael what, what, owen well yeah well yeah but michael owen wasn't Married to a Spice Girl who's probably best friends with Elton. No. You know, so this is probably like a dinner party conversation that came up. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Sports Relief was sneakily started by Beckham while they all sat around the mm. table mm. and like Beckham Towers or something with Elton, you know, doing a couple of jams on the piano. Yeah. You never know. I'm not offended by this, but I, I, th- this did place three places higher than the original. That yeah. was number seven because Elton was kind of still quite new at that point and this was a number four. Yeah. There's a different market though, isn't there? Yeah. Then and music's more accessible to what it would have been back then too. Mm. But yeah, it's not as good as the original. Like maybe just a happy, happy quick welcome back. It's not gonna, it's not gonna break any records or like light any fires. But mm-hmm. you know, it's there. It's been. It's raised some money. Great. Yeah. Happy for it. Twenty years later, or nineteen, I guess. Elton John is still a UK chart success. Yes, he is. He has been number one until Adele came along with Dua Lipa and uh, Cool Heart. Cool, cool heart Heart done by you Something's looking better, baby Just pass it through Which I was really, I first heard it and actually me and a few work people were all kind of the same feeling of like what have they done? Because mm-hmm. they do a leaper singing Rocket Man, it's a bit strange. And it's really grown. It's produced by Pinau. Or Pinau? Pinau, yeah. Pinau. So that's why it's good because Pinau could produce a turd. Yes. And this is where you get. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's really good. But actually, Elton John's had a pretty good couple of years, to be honest. He had that, which is a big UK number one. He's on Radio 1 at the minute. Like he's on Radio, one, Radio 1 with Greg James doing unpopular opinion and stuff. So like he's actually like. You know, there's, there's, there's pop stars like Madonna and Robbie Williams who've complained about not getting Radio 1 play because their music yeah. didn't fit. Elton John has now on a track that does fit Radio 1 and, like, they've embraced him as part of that culture. So it is possible mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. You have to kind of, you know, do some You've shortcuts. You've got to team up with a lead female from do your era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, you go back to last year, you had a track with Lady Gaga, Sign yeah. From Above. Brilliant, and it's been remixed this year on the uh, Dawn of Chromatica album by uh, Lil Texas, who works pretty much ex- exclusively at 200 BPM. Oh wow! It's an Elton John track. 
that kind of goes through like a weird hyper pop bits and then builds towards this 200 BPM. Boom, 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 boom. Well, I, I'm not going to play a bit because it no, might no. break headphones, but do go and listen to it. Lady Gaga, Elton John, Sign From Above, the remix version, which is like Chester Lockhart and Lil Texas and Mood Killer. It's brilliant. Um, and also last year, did you see the performance of I'm Still Standing? Yes. In the concert. Uh-huh. I'm still there. Uh-huh. If, if you watch the, like, the misheard lyrics version as well, it's, um, it's quite extraordinary. <laughs> it really is. So we, we still love Elton John. All this time later, you know, 50 years after your song first came out, he's still an absolute legend, be it because he's got great songs or be it because he did one of the most hilariously disastrous performances of a hit. Oh, do you know what I see. I still think I still it's it's not candle in the wind for me, but it is. <laughs> it's the fact that you know people say that uh, Diana captured the heart of the nation. Mm. I think he kept that going for a prolonged period of time because yes. of that song, and that like really cements him just in a in a in a way that you can't undo yeah. in society. So I think like there's there's always a sexual love, and Robbie Williams and Madonna can't get that. No, nope. Madonna's fell down the stairs, and that's kind of there for me as yeah. like a ah, you're a tough bird, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> It's not Milton. No, no, it's not. Okay, Beyonce is next. She's got a number seven. It's the first. Actually, you know what? I, I kind of said that very flippantly, didn't I? Just like, oh, it's Beyonce. Yeah, it's Beyonce. Because to this point, it's been Destiny's Child. Yes. And now, this is the first time she's kind of stepped out. Uh-huh. And, and, and actually, like, you know, this time next year, we'll be talking about Beyonce's solo album mm-hmm. still in destiny's child who still do stuff while yep. she is solo which is kind of rare you don't see that very much but yeah this is the first beyonce solo single is it a classic like so many of her other singles or is it a single from film soundtrack austin powers in gold member it's it's the it's the last one so well, let's get into it this is <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil too much this is beyonce with work it out Yeah, it's off Austin Powers and Goldmember because she played Foxy Cleopatra, mm-hmm. um, which weirdly in a conversation we were having um, with friends last week was like, what the hell was that all about? But actually, <laughs> this track was co-written with Pharrell and yeah, Chad Hugo. It's the Neptunes, yeah. Yeah, so this was this was actually a brilliant first collaboration for mm-hmm. her, but didn't hit the Billboard Hot 100. So yeah, that's like... It did nothing. No, and this is weird. So whenever I saw this coming... I was a bit like, oh, not this. This is rubbish. And I then listened to it and respect it now because actually production-wise, it's very, very good, but that's all to do with the funk, Pharrell and Chad. Yeah. Vocally, it's Beyonce. You can't really, f- like, flaw her or anything. Mm. But we then get we get Beyonce as the Beyonce we, we wanted, knew and loved. This is like a weird sidestep out of Destiny's Child that never really needed to happen no so if, if Foxy Cleopatra and she hadn't been in Austin Powers we would never have got the song and actually that might have been slightly better yeah it's not it's it's. for me I want the first single to be Crazy in Love in my head it is Crazy in Love yeah it really is it isn't this no. when this came along I thought oh mm-hmm. mm. yeah. and I remembered it I have heard it but I just I, I, I'd not I just don't associate with her discography I just kind of think it is that side thing of kind of like it's there we can choose to ignore it really like you know people will just say it's crazy in love and we can just forget about this it's not bad it's not bad though like it's it's got a bit of salt and pepper in there like what a man salt and and pepper it's that really it does evoke the kind of 60s 70s funk nicely with a bit of a modern twist 
Beyonce though. I mean, like, I think a few years down the line, Beyonce would smash this track because she develops a bit more of a rasp and a bit more of an oomph. This is good, but I think from her side of things, it's a bit lackluster. It's not a song that can let her really do much, really. No, I don't think I don't think it's Beyonce. I don't think it's the song. It's just the two don't go well together. Yeah, I think right. If you think Crazy in Love, no one else could ever have done that song no. better. No one could have no. made that song better. This song you could have given to somebody else, and it could have been better than what Beyonce did. Totally. Even though it's Beyonce, yeah, it's too repetitive for me. Doesn't do enough. Hasn't actually got a strong enough hook. And do the, do the you think Beyonce has forgot enough. that she did this? I I'm surprised it hasn't been PR'd out. But then yeah. she probably has signed her life away with Austin Powers and yeah. can't get rid. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it is Austin Powers, so of course it's kind of like cheeky filth. Yeah, treat my body like a guitar. You got to keep on strumming, okay, etc. I didn't write any more than that one. That was just the one that stood out the most. But she does get to do a bit of like Tina Turner strutting in the video. She's kind of like you know like a bit of like a hey in yeah. this in the step, which is quite cool. The whole thing, I, I guess, I haven't seen Goldmember, but it certainly seems from the outside looking in that it's like a black exploitation homage you know like Flo- foxy Ke- cleopatra being like a foxy brown yeah sort of um pastiche i think there are definitely signs here that she's going to be huge there are, but, yes but little more than kind of like signs it's just kind of like i don't know it's not that it's it's not the full complete beyonce package it'd be weird if <laughs> no. it was well whenever we started seeing lineup changes very early into destiny's child and beyonce stayed there the whole time we knew beyonce was going to be huge yeah. you know beyonce yeah, yeah, was going to yeah, be yeah, the, yeah. the star and yeah i like the, the austin powers gold member it isn't i make it sound like it's really bad she's really good in it it doesn't you know she's not going to win any awards for her acting in it mm. but generally as a as an austin powers film it's solid this track matches the the film, the Work It Out song matches Foxy Cleopatra, but it doesn't match Beyonce. That's no. you know, so it's yeah, it's just it's just avoiding time that would be nice to be like a you know a removable blip, perhaps. Yeah. You know, do you I think do you think Kelly and Michelle saw this and saw it you know bomb in America and kind of go like oh we've got her for a few more years that's good. I don't know <laughs> because so as much as you're saying about we've never seen people do sidelines, we did see the Spice Girls do. They were together while they all really saw the project. Yeah, yeah. So we had seen that from the biggest. Not for much longer group. though, was it? Cause no, because it, it came back with the third album and it wasn't didn't really do anything. Now they did one song. Well, they did two songs. One of which I say was good. The other one you say was good. And then that was oh, kind yeah, of yeah. that was it. But yeah, it was they were they were they were done. They definitely didn't mm. do a solo. But mm. uh, yeah, Beyonce, you rank it out of ten. Six and a half. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll match you on that. It's not all right, isn't it? That's, that's some way to win the episode, isn't it? Let's uh, let's get to some winners. Uh, Scott. Oh, who's I, on the list again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 been, it's been a big week. This is three weeks worth of charts. Right, okay. So we've got a lot of um, stuff to go back on. Okay, right. Ah. Let me get the list back up again. Okay, right, fine. So, oh, I think it's easier to rub out, really. Is mm. it easier to rub out and see where I am? I mean, right. You rub one out for Do us, Do I have... I'll, I'll rub one out for you right now. I've got four for you. Have I got four? <laughs> I've got four. I've got four. I've got four. I've got a final four. Right. So in fourth place, and I thought this would be higher, but I think you've flagged up a few things about it for me, about repetitiveness. Mm-hmm. Fourth place, Ashanti Foolish. See my days are cold without you. Third place, I'm going to go with. Oh, I want this to be second, but it's not. Let them fill a shooting star. <laughs> I 
second place, Jennifer Lopez and Nas, I'm Gonna Be Alright. And my episode winner this week is Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way. You're not expecting Red Hot Chili Peppers? I I, I, I thought Shooting Star. Did you? Yes. Well, I think that I think lots of people thought that, and I saw it, and I thought it could be a one or a two. So I'm surprised that um, we pushed it down. I think J Lo's. I've got five on at sample, and our chat about it pushed J Lo back up a little bit because it's just it Mm. is so good. And I think writing my notes isn't the same as talking about it with you. Okay. Where are we at? Give us your finals. It's not been one of my favourite weeks. It's not been one of my favourite weeks, which is a shame because it's the summer. Yeah, it is, I. Well, you know, where's where's the summer? I guess it was number 12 and number 14 for Didi, and uh, it just won't do. I guess that's a shame that they're not there as well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> might do a two. <laughs> Please not. Not right here. No. Oh, do you mean not, like one or two? Right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. If I was going to do a three... <laughs> which is both at the same time what's a four <laughs> and that's being sick at the same time as well um, if I was doing number three I'd probably say J-Lo weirdly after I didn't sound that positive uh-huh. when I first started talking I kind of came around and realised actually it's a bop you know what fuck it I'll give it a three J-Lo and Naz I'm going to be alright number three uh-huh. number two hmm Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh, no. by the way. By the way, I tried to say I'd be there waiting for. And I think it's number one because I love you so much, weirdly. Oh, really? And it reminds me of you. Um, and, I, and I think it is distinctive for me. And, it, it, yeah, it and I like that, it, as you say, it's got the kind of like weird Russian trans fusion of it. Flip and Phil, shooting star. That's so good. so class I, it, it's, it's kind of almost because you didn't but also like uh huh. I think it deserves the platform if I had Flint Phil as number two mm. would you have stuck with it as a one yeah I think so interesting yeah. interesting yeah. so you've got Kylie I think it's been that long um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it probably is though because I, I don't see the end in sight um, can't get it out of my head even after three months of like well n- nearly three months of not doing the show do you still feel the same way you do. Do you know what things have happened in that <gasps> space of time oh, no. that that have cemented my views because oh. something's happened. I think there's been like anniversaries, maybe anniversaries of the mm. album or Fever or something like that. But that I I then for a week on my timeline had people talking about that mm-hmm. and saying things mm-hmm. about it again. I was like, they're not talking about spinning around. They're not talking about in my eyes. They're not talking about the French one. What is it that I love? Come. Coming to my world. Coming to my work. Yeah. So yeah, I'm 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 in quite a strong place with that still. That's been re. I, I was worried that the gap each and every week that oh I'm going to talk myself out of this. Yeah. And I'm going to do a Liam. I'm going to end like up I with do, like yeah. I'm gonna, with Christina Milian. Yeah, I'm going to have the Baha men at number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I'm good. So hit me. Okay. You've got Kylie, and you've now got Red Hot Chili Peppers. By the way, let's see what you'll do. Here is your drone. 
This is a great battle to have. These are both two really good tracks, yeah. I think. Um, but I can do this quickly this week. Love Red Hot Chili Peppers, but Kylie stays on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sort of thought you would. It's nice to know that you've that's still a thing. I just wonder how much more there can be. How well, many more weeks it can go? Yeah, but the gap in my... Things have happened in the gap in my head, or the gap we've had, I keep seeing things, I'm like, oh, no, contender. Uh-oh. Mm. Oh, no, another contender. Uh-oh. And in fact, actually, something we've done today has perked my ears a little bit for future. Ooh, okay. And I'm like, oh, we, we might have future future battles mm-hmm. because of discussions. Yeah. But yeah, um, okay. an interesting one. So you're going to have to remind me, which Christina Milian <laughs> track is your actual track? It's uh, When You Look At Me. When You Look At Me. Yeah. Okay, so it's a, it is a jam. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the guitar, isn't it? Yeah. Christina Milian, When You Look At Me versus Flippin' Phil, Shooting Star, Here's Your Drone. I've not listened to a great deal of Naughty's music since we took the break. Bits and bi- bits and pieces here and there. Things have just been a lot lately, haven't they, yeah. really? And I'm not going to spend this drone talking about personal problems. <laughs> but I will say that when I have listened to Naughty's music, it has often quite quite often come back around to Christina Milian. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I, when, when this first happened nearly three months ago, we were both a bit kind of like, have we just done that? Has that just happened? Uh-huh. And we've had three months <laughs> since then to, to sit and process that and ponder it. And I, I, I don't know if, I don't think it'll be here for too long. I think there will be something before the end of the year that knock off. But I'm happy to enjoy it while it's here. Yeah. And I don't think Flip and Phil is better than it. Okay. So Christina stays on. But it's, she's on, she's on probation. Great. Okay. Yeah. Weirdly, I got, um, I had to drive to Coventry last week and I got a hire car. From mm. work and was like, right, I'm going to drive. I had the option of a train. I was like, I'm going to drive. Yeah. I'm going to listen to lots of radio. I'm going to ring everybody that I can't get the chance to speak to <laughs> normally. And I'm going to just be on the phone the whole way there. Started with my dad, four minutes in. All right, okay, I've got to go. Had to hang up. Couldn't have a conversation because my brain couldn't cope. <laughs> yeah. And then actually, as much as you're saying you haven't listened to loads of Naughty's music, do you know what I did? I turned the radio off. Mm. Like I literally drove for about an hour in silence with the window down. Wow. Listening to the wind coming into the car. Yeah. Because actually... I'm just sick of hearing things at the moment. And yeah. That's amazing. This, people are like, oh, radio must be great. And actually you can easily get sick of listening mm-hmm. to things and mm-hmm. it can be quite difficult. Yeah. Um, but my diamond too, my diamond shoes are too tight, aren't they? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was odd. I can't believe I just didn't then ring anybody else. Yeah. Because my, my dad's easy to talk to. Like four minutes on the phone, I was like, yeah, I'm done. That's yeah. been great. Need a break. But yeah, I get you. I hear your sister. Yeah. Um, so... That's our choices. Now it goes to you. What do you think? What have you liked? What have you not liked? Are you uh, one of these people who thinks Brian Adams is a pussy, which is one of the comments we saw today? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you think Gareth Gates is a twat. I don't know. Uh, no, he's, he's not, though. He's not. That no, comment that we not. saw, no, it's ridiculous. Please don't tell us Gareth Gates is a twat. If you have that opinion, keep it to yourself. Uh, but do let us know what you thought of the songs. You can tweet us at TNN Pod. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TNN Pod. And, um, and that is it, isn't it, really? You can email us as well. Yeah, Hello you at tnnpod.co.uk. Yeah, emails and voice notes. We'd love to hear your voices where possible, so go and do your thing. Next time, what's coming up? Yeah, like a bad rash, the S Club Juniors are back with another dose of music for children, which kind of flirts <laughs> with just being a little bit inappropriate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Shakira doubles down on her unusual singing ability, to put it politely, and uh, Ja Rule revamps the Stevie Wonder classic. What Ooh, could possibly go wrong? Nah, plus one of Liam's former series winners is back. That's Linkin Park. Mm. And all I need to do is play this little piano melody to get you excited for next week. Ooh. 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 Mm.